talking about stuff, talking about things, talking about you, talking about me. It's not a wild country, and we are celebrating. It is Canberra. Conversations in the capital. Hello, my name is Henry. Welcome to Canberra Conversations in the Capital. For this third season, six bartenders from six of Canberra's city bars will be featured. Today, inside Transit Bar, I'm joined by Kieran Bunton, venue manager. Kieran, thank you for the drink. How are you going today? I'm real good, man. Thanks for coming in. Appreciate it. No, of course. It's it's good to see you. It's good to see you. It's good to see this whole place as it is. And finally open. Finally open. Very Appreciate excited that. for all of thank it. You. Before we get to Transit Bar mm. and what it is and where it's going and all that, I wanted to know more about you. About me. Yes, talking through fun. your bartender journey. Well, for what it's worth, I will prefix this by noting I don't think I'm your regular bartender. Okay. I wasn't I wasn't drawn in by a, a love of a love of booze by any stretch of the imagination. And if I would say anything that I would I would definitely say that I'm more food focused than I am with booze. Sure. Um I think that I just kind of found my way to hospitality. So um yeah, from Shorties is where I, I started to like really dig my teeth into it. I had a few few ideas of like wanting to open my own place and wanting to kind of branch out on my own and do some other things. Worked casually for a little bit, jumped over to assembly, held them out when they were, you know, mm. first starting off, just as the bar guy, not a, no management whatsoever, yep. just, you know, just pouring bar beers. Yep. Uh, I jumped over to the peddler in Campbell. Nice. Uh, with Simon Hammond, the owner. Shout out to Simon. Mm-hmm. He helped uh, Frank and Sock open uh, Shorties back in the day. Cool, And cool. again, Shorties is my golden years. I love that. I love that place. <laughs> and uh, yeah, worked for, worked for Hammer for a while. And then towards the end of the year, I, I promised him I'd give him a year, gave him a year. And then I was like, I need to do something a little bit different, a little bit more fast paced, something more me. Spread your um, wings. <clears throat> yeah. Just when we're allowed to start people having over to people's houses again. My good friend, Benny Chop. Uh, he was like, hey, my brother, Joel, uh, Joel Tyrrell over here from Hands Like Houses. <laughs> he, um, he, he, he linked us up. He was like, hey, man, you know, Joel's opening the new transit buy. You know, need some help. They need a venue manager over there because Joel was kind of coming on board as like an operations kind of guy. Sure, helping yeah, him get yeah. government grants for throwing gigs and all that kind of stuff and reinvigorating the music scene. And um, he's, he's here right now. He is. Yeah, he's he here is. right now doing some stuff in the background. Shout out to Joel. Shout out to Joel. And um, yeah, we kind of came over and very end of October last year, we kind of came on board. It's been a really unique situation. Joel and I kind of put our heads together and did the best we could. Kind of did a bit of a rebrand, called it, you know, added the gig city onto transit. That's it. And wanted to be um, very, very particular in noting that this is not the old transit. You know, yeah. We wanted to create something new. We've paid homage, as you can see, visually in some ways. All the posters yeah, in here are all, are all the same ones you used to see walking down into the transit bar from the, from the alleyway entrance. All the posters in the venue are all uh, gigs that happened at transit bar. No, so nothing is not from transit bar, which yeah. is kind of cool. You know, we've got the, the neons and the pool tables and that kind of stuff. So we've paid, we've paid homage to it, you know, loosely, hmm. but this is very much a different beast. Yeah. And uh, yeah, that's where I'm up to. Well, it's really cool. And it's really cool to see where that will go. It's really interesting hearing your journey because you've mentioned so many people in that. And I feel like a lot of the current hospital scene in Canberra are people that you would have essentially come up with, mm. right? Like, like your generation managing the venues, looking after the hospital mm. locations. It must be really cool seeing essentially some of your best mates just take over the city it's, with you. It's touching. Really? It yeah. really is. I believe you had Ryan on here from yeah, Rockford. Yeah. Ryan used to work with Franco as well. That's he it. used to work at Public. And it's kind of cool catching up for a beer with him and us talking about like it's odd to see where we're at, you know? Yeah. Looking back retrospectively, it's like, 
I don't really think we'd be doing this, you know, collecting glasses that many years ago. But I mean, you know, we've obviously taken our own path and curated different futures for ourselves. But it's cool. It's cool to see our generation of people calling the shots now. Yeah. Um, and obviously, the people that we've worked for are still involved in the hospitality business, mm. but they're not necessarily as hands-on anymore and have yeah. taken a step back. And I've done a great job of actually hiring people that are, you know, suited to the job. Mm. And thankfully, they're all in you know my generation, the bartenders and hospitality <laughs> people and venue managers, et cetera. And it's just cool to see everyone kicking goals. Yeah. Like I've, I've always said Canberra is way cooler than people give it credit for. Mm. Way cooler. And a lot of people leave. In fact, most people leave. You know, they do their high school, they do college, and then they get out of Dodge real quick. And I've always thought that that doesn't really do it justice mm. because it's such a cool spot. Yeah. I mean, like, you know, the, the air's fresh, the water's clean, we've got a <laughs> lake, there's plenty of stuff to do. Although I will note, there's not a whole bunch to do if you're under 18. Sure. But as you become an adult, there's so much There's so much stuff happening, especially with the hospitality scene. We've got so many, so many cool venues and so many cool people. I think often the people who have like genuine, true hospitality skills, be it chefs or venue managers, branch out and go to bigger cities because that's where there's more opportunity. And that makes way more sense. Mm. But I think now we're getting to a point and I can really see like the, uh, the status quo kind of changing where we're, yeah, we're getting yeah. people coming here that's actually, you know, it's got like this gravitational pull where people are staying here now. They've realized that it's cool. We've got great produce. We've got great operators. We've got all the, all the things necessary to have cool hospitality venues and people are starting to come here for it. And it's, it's really exciting. Seeing your peers take this scene and go where they want with it. Y'all lived it as it was growing mm, right we were part of it we were you're, in it you were in it yeah right? and now we can we and, and now it's like blossoming and absolutely you can, we can take that in different places and you got new young guns in they're green but they're ready to learn and, and and ready to go and see where they can take it what kind of advice would you have hmm. in the future <sighs> that's an excellent question and i mean i think it'd be hard to answer that without being you know a little bit stern and bitter with sure, some things sure, obviously sure, no we, we're all aware of how hospitality hospitality workers especially aren't necessarily treated that great in the country and we've seen plenty of examples of that across many cities and across many different groups across many different restaurants and bars and all that kind of stuff so i think that one of the first things i would say is look out for numero uno you got to look out for yourself make mm. sure you're getting paid properly make sure you've got duty statements make sure you clearly understand what's expected of you because i've often found i mean there's obviously certain places that are super organized and really well versed and have a lot of like practices and, and, and protocols involved sure. but a lot of places it's just a couple of friends that come together they open a bar they start hiring people <laughs> and it's you know it's kind of thrown together in a very cowboyish way mm. which is cool there's no there's no shade on that mm. but often the details get missed and the devil's in the details as we as, as we very well know that's it and i think that i don't ever think that people are like purposely taken advantage of but I think that people's people get spread thin when there's not a lot of people involved in a project mm. and not having the right kind of people involved in a project. And I think that the details get missed. And those details are often making sure that you're looking after the staff that actually help you run those venues. So yeah. I would say that you've got you to look out for yourself. Make sure you're asking questions about the hospitality award. Making sure you're getting paid what you're worth. Because something that I've learned over my lifetime is that your time is worth a lot. it's not just a fiscal thing either you know it's not just like a it's not just a you're not just putting a dollar value on your time it's actually like you know the the time you spend working or meeting new people or learning new skills you know shape who you are all of it so you've got to look after yourself and also i have uh i definitely 
was a bit of a party boy back in the day. <laughs> I definitely burnt the candle at both ends, as it were. Yeah. And I would definitely recommend having interests outside of hospitality that keep you grounded. You know, mm. stay fit, look after yourself, get that sleep. All yeah. right. <laughs> it's important. It really is. I sound like an old man. I feel like an old man. <laughs> but um, they're the things that I would say. You got to look after yourself, and also absorbing yourself into the roles, giving, going, going that extra mile, as it mm. were, and kind of immersing yourself in whatever it is that you're doing. Whether you're pouring beers or picking up glasses, just do it to the best of your ability and understand where your role is and be humble about it. Don't be, don't be frustrated with where you're at and all that kind of stuff. Just hook in, get it done and do it to the best of your ability and people always notice. And like, I would not be in the position that I'm in today had people not taken notice of like working hard and being consistent and yeah, that's all I would say. I was like, you just got to look after yourself, make sure you're getting looked after and just work hard. That's it. All right. We've had... Good chats about you. I think it's time we have a good chat about where we're sitting right now. Transit bar. Transit bar. Gig city. Gig city. Gig Transit city. Transit bar, gig city. It's so cool to see this place as it is. And it's so cool to see how much live music is being promoted, how large of a venue this is right now, right in time with our COVID restrictions easing to a point where you can have that many people in here. Tell me more about the history of Transit. We haven't really said where it is yet. Feel free to drop down the location. Tell us what's similar, what's different. Well, it's where Hogsbreath used to be. It's underneath Bailey's Arcade. 143 London Circuit, for there those of you is. playing at there home. There it is. Look, man, the old transit bar was an institution. And, you know, this is you know this might come as a surprise to some people or be potentially a little bit embarrassing for myself. But I don't actually know a whole bunch about the old history of transit, you know? I mean, That's I worked good. there for a little bit. We ha- Shout out to Jem. Jem was the old booker for transit bar. And is, you know, a music, business, hospitality kind of guru dude. He's, a, he's, a, he's an absolute <laughs> legend. He really knows what he's doing. And I think that from what I know of Transit Bar, mm-hmm. he, you can really attribute Jem to making Transit Bar what it was. Sure. Making sure that he, that he put on an assortment of gigs and didn't like pigeonhole himself with anything. You know, yeah. everything from rock gigs to punk gigs to hip hop gigs. It had everything. As you can see, some of these, you know, posters on the wall, we've got the Rizza and the Jizza. You've yeah. got, you got Cut Copy, Alchemist. There's there's so many big names on these walls and it's um it's cool to see the standard that was set by him back in the day. Um so yeah, all props to Jem. Um but where we are now, it is different. And I, it, it'd be foolish for me to pretend that it's not. Hmm. As, as I mentioned bef- briefly before, we've paid homage to what transit used to be, but it's uh it's definitely not that anymore. Hmm. I'm a big hospitality person. I like facilitating a good time. Yeah. I like ensuring people are coming somewhere and having and enjoying themselves and having a good time. And yes, bartending got me to that point, mm. but now I feel like I've kind of surpassed that idea and I'm, I'm really interested in curating interesting experiences for people inside venues. Yeah. And I think we've got a really cool opportunity to do that. As you can see, you know, this is a huge venue. We're licensed for 396 people, which is Damn. huge. Joel and I jumped in here and had pretty much complete creative freedom to to do what we wanted to do with this space. And, you know, we're, we're filling a hole in the market, being yeah. smart about it. You know, we're, we're, we're you know, medium-sized gig venue. There isn't one in the city. Mm. And it's exciting to be, to be taking the bull by the horns and really, really hooking in with that. 
we've had an opportunity here to take it upon ourselves and I really truly do mean that by you know myself and Joel to try and reinvigorate that music scene in Canberra that has like suffered so drastically over the past 24 or 18 to 24 months yeah um, we've done work with music ACT we were able Joel did some excellent grant writing and got us some grants which is actually kind of what set the president for us to do what we're doing now which is supporting that local music scene we, we want people to come in here we want to show the artists that we're supporting them and also remind people that live music is super fun you know? yeah going to a gig I have so many nostalgic memories attached to going to a gig and I think that it's important to us to you know, reinvigorate that for people. So this new transit is about all of those things. It's experience-based. It's about, you know, igniting that sense of nostalgia. And it's also about bringing this idea of hospitality into a place where you wouldn't usually think to get it. I don't think there's anything separating a dive bar from anything else. You know, yeah. we, have, we, have, you know we have a selection of products. We have an offering. We have staff. We have a space. I want people to be able to come to this place, despite the fact that it's a dive bar, and have a great meal. Yeah. And have a, a great time and be and, and experience the hospitality that we have to offer with our great staff. One of the, the mission statements that I wrote at the beginning was I want to aggressively exceed people's expectations at all times. <laughs> and I think we're doing that because you come into a dive bar and the food is way better than you think it is going to be. Mm. It's inclusive. Yeah. Where, you know, we're trying to be special with like the, the, the vegan and the vegetarian options and we're trying to be clever with the way that we, we curate that menu yeah. and ensuring that that is a constant through everything that we do through the yeah. staff that we hire through the gigs that we put on through the events that we throw everything it's super important for us to have that as a constant a lot of the spa is you the, the wood from it is using recycled parts of the hogsborough cafe that used to be here you yeah, have man. its size you have uh you have its like not legacy but like it's like thematic ideal in mm. that sense right that's all still here we're sitting right here on a on a booth that was made from the old, that was made old from hogs breath. The old yeah. hogs breath, right? And you really get that sense of, man, this is a really cool venue. We get the live music. We get the ability to just sit, eat, play pool, hmm. which is wildly missed in Canberra. I think yeah. there's, there's not many pool tables lying around the place. And the music here has been brilliant. We we had on the podcast uh, Brent of Signs and Symbols in season one and then Lucy Sugarman in season two, and they've both played here already since we've... Sugar actually works behind the bar here as well, I might add. Lucy Sugarman. No way. Yeah, she's her first bar job and she's absolutely murdering it. So shout out to Sugar. Absolutely killing it. There you go. It's an amazing place and there's so much potential for it to go so far. That's the key word, potential. Yeah. yeah. And you know what? As I've, as I've touched on briefly... We have kind of thrown this together. There was only, you know, two or three of us involved in getting all of this off the ground and it was an immense undertaking and we most definitely bit off more than we can chew. <laughs> and we are fully aware that we are, you know, throwing stuff together at the last minute. But that's the thing that's really keeping us attached to this project is its potential. We know that we've got something special here. We've got a great space. We've got great people involved and we've got big dreams. And I know that through a little bit of time, a little bit of hard work and some elbow grease, we're definitely going to get that. And aggressively exceed people's expectations <laughs> whilst doing it it's so funny you say that because when i was setting up this season and i heard transit bar was opening down south here i remember asking around being like can can someone get me a contact and the, the response i kept hearing back was maybe but it's just two or three of them trying to set up the whole thing and maybe like what <laughs> it's like a room for 400 how's that possible it's crazy but, but you've done such a good job with it from here, from like almost essentially day one of this bar. I know it's not day one, but we're pretty close to it. 
what do you want the legacy of Gig City to be? I mean, I'm looking to create something with some longevity. I think that it's it's um, it's a indisputable fact that every venue has a shelf life, right? Mm. Some places last 20 years, some places last a year. We're looking to create a place where people can create memories over a long time. We want to throw some great gigs, some memorable gigs, and we want people to have fun while we're doing it. So I guess that the, the legacy, whether I'm here for a year or 10 years, I hope that people just come together, whether it's for a, a rock gig or a punk gig or an indie gig or a <laughs> DJ set, whatever it may be. I hope people come in here and share some more of those experiences with each other and really, and really make the most of the hospitality. Come in here and have a great time. That's what we want people to do. Come in here, see some music that's sick, hang out with the homies and have some fun. That's awesome. That's awesome. Now, there's this one question that I've consistently asked each guest this season. And Mm. it's essentially asking the bartender if they could only have for the rest of their life one type of fruit two types of liquor and three types of mixes for their alcohol what they would be but after hearing you mention how you're more of a food-based hospital worker than anything else i'm going to slightly change this up for you and it's going to be a little bit simpler in concept name me your top three best food items for a bar you're, you don't have to have them right now this can just be one of those in a dream scenario. In a dream where scenario. Finances doesn't matter. Finances don't matter. But you're still considering things like how long people want to wait for a meal, etc. Cetera, etc. Cetera. What are your what what are the three best food items to have on a menu for a bar? That is such a wildly open-ended question because there's so many different types of bars and everything. Yeah. I mean, you've got speakeasies and cocktail bars and cocktail lounges and bar restaurants. I think that would really depend. But if I think if it was just for me, mm-hmm. I'm a taco guy. Oh, yeah. Growing up in Southern California, yep. like that's like ingrained in my ness, <laughs> you know? It's in me. I think tacos are easy. You can eat them with your hands. You can eat them while you're standing or sitting. You can eat them with people. Um, so I think tacos are definitely in there. Mm-hmm. Something that I actually really miss is bar nuts. Bar like, nuts. What's wrong with just having a bowl of nuts while you're drinking a beer? You want something salty that's Moorish that you can snack on? If people come over to my home, whether it's sitting around the coffee table or outside having a barbecue, we've always got nuts and cheeses and yeah, stuff like yeah, that. Sure. And I think that it's actually a really simple but integral part of that. And I think places like Molly do it great. Uh, Highball had the plantain chips when they yeah. first opened and Molly had the pretzels. I love it. That's the best thing you can give out at a bar. Pretzels are real bad. I love pretzels. They're yeah. heaps mad. Yeah. How good. And one more? <laughs> one more. Mm. You're doing me in here. I am. It's uh, wild because this question is probably simpler than what I've given the other five people. You'd think so. Yeah. <laughs> you'd think so. Oh, I get, it's, it's, it's so personal. Like, it's so so differentiating. For yeah. me, yeah. Tacos, yep. pretzels, pretzels, and you've got to have a great burger. A great burger. You've got to have a great burger. Mm. You've got to have a great burger. If we're going from... I'll, I'll go further into this. Well, let, let's start with a, a meat-based burger. What is in this burger? The best burger I've ever had in my whole life was at Grindhouse Canteen, which is unfortunately shut now. It was owned by uh, Danny. Hmm. Uh, that cheeseburger was insane. House-made tomato sauce, house-made wasabi mustard, Ooh. double smashed patty, American cheddar on a Martin's potato bun. Dang, there you go. 
my mouth is salivating right now <laughs> thinking of like the hot crispy end of that smash patty burning my tongue yeah. oh my god take me back <laughs> <laughs> what about a veggie or vegan burger I think that they're hard to do right. We actually, we've got, we got a bunch of great vegan and vegetarian burgers on here. We do like, you know, jackfruit and pulled mushroom and stuff That's like cool. that. That's cool. But me personally, I'm a big fan of like a crumbed mushroom. I like mm. that on a burger. It's mm. meaty. It's got like that tactile sort of feel that you would, I guess, want if you're having a burger. It has the same mouthful. You bite through it. It's got a little bit of resistance. It's not just mushy. I think that's important. I like, I like if you're going to have a, if it's going to be a burger, you want it to emulate a burger, right? And mm. if it's going to be vegan or vegetarian, then it's got to try and, match that in some way and then mushrooms have like this meatiness to it that i think is you know really emulates a patty or really emulates some sort of like meat on there and i think it, you know, it just goes well on a just goes well on a burger there you go i think you've i don't know if this is purposeful or not but you've essentially listed a snack an entree and a main there for i your did three not options. think about that on purpose that. well so if i may add yeah back to the drink thing okay i'm a mezcal and tequila guy so okay. like mezcal and tequila all the way forever and the additions to that are more mezcal and more tequila <laughs> always fair enough also lime and salt with a tequila shot no 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 no, 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 no. can't do that it's not no training no, wheels no, no. just do it straight there it is kieran there is so much good food and drink right now in canberra there the hospital scene is brilliant if you were to shout out a bar or a restaurant that hasn't been featured this season where are we going? Where are the people eating? I'm going to do two. Go do two. First up, always, Mal Hanslow, Dash, and Ross at Pilot have curated my favorite restaurant in the country. Oh, um, yeah. Dash and Ross have got a focus on Australian wine and Australian products that's genuinely refreshing mm. and consistently surprising. Mm. And Mal has such an interesting and like left of center palette. I'm every single time I go there, I'm taken back and I've never had a bad experience. Where is that? It's at the, <laughs> it's at the Ainsley shops. Oh, Wakefield oh Avenue next yeah. to Edgar's. It's, it's beautiful. Every time I go there, the food is amazing. The service is amazing. All their, all their, all, all their products are Australian and it's just, it's just, it's just beautiful. Yeah, it's just great it. every single time. How good. Constantly, constantly, constantly su surpasses expectations, which is a really hard thing to do. Mm. The other one is Miss Vans. Pretty new. I don't really know a whole bunch about the like the background of it, but Swizzy, who's the bartender, used to be over at Molly, mm. one of the coolest minds in hospitality, I think, in Canberra at the moment. He's this absolute, absolute legend. And the food there is just Moorish, vibrant, and just it gets me going back. I'm, I, I'm not joking. Since they opened, I've been three times a week, essentially. Oh my if you if you evened it out, the banh mi is the best banh mi I've ever had in my whole life. I'm a huge Vietnamese food guy. Mm. I love how stringent and fresh everything is. Yeah, and yeah. that banh mi is insane. Down from the pate they make in-house to the way they toast the bun, they, they char it up a little bit and it's got this smoky, just deliciousness. It's insane. It's the best banh mi I've ever had in my life. And I've had so many <laughs> banh mi's, it's not even funny. And the tasting menu is great. It's... It's fresh, it's interesting, it feels homey, it feels like, you know, what I would imagine grandma's cooking to be. Yeah, nice. And nice. it just, it ticks all the boxes. It's inviting, the playlists are great, the chat is even better, and the food is, well, it speaks for itself. Top class, there you go. How good. Well, I know Couldn't we... sing their praises any higher. Yeah. I mean that. Absolutely. Well, look, we've chatted a lot about transit. It being new is a huge coincidence to this next question, but... Where do you see 
the future of it going? Not just it, but you as well. What does 2022 and ahead have planned? 2022 is going to involve aggressively exceeding people's expectations <laughs> at every chance I get. You've got to just like have that written somewhere. I do. Oh, great. It's written on the wall in the office. I there wrote it in permanent marker on the wall one of the first days I came in. I believe that. You yeah. should hold yourself to something. Absolutely. You should hold yourself accountable yeah. to those things. I think the bar and I have different plans. I'm going to be here. I'm going to stick around. I've really dug my teeth into this. I think it's a great opportunity to spread my wings in a hospitality manner. And also, like, you know, this is my occupation. And I've got a really unique, really unique opportunity here to kind of do whatever we want and just wing it and do things differently and go against the grain and be ballsy and do yeah, that kind yeah. of stuff and, you know, operate on the fringe. And we're really interested in doing that. But myself, man, uh, I'm making moves. I want to get my own place open. Mm. Um, it's nice to have creative control here, but I want to put my money where my mouth is yeah. and show people really what my style of hospitality is. Because again, I still have an employer. You know, There's still someone else that pays the bills. And I want to be ultimately responsible for all that. And mm. I don't want to stop at one thing either. I want to curate good times for everyone. I mean, like I, I was speaking to my, my girlfriend about this recently. And I said that I want to, I want to have the venue or venues that my friends have their kids' birthdays in mm. and their engagements, their wedding parties, the, the baby showers. Yeah. I want to be blessed with the opportunity to curate those good times for the people that are important to me and extended people in the community. And I know that I'm capable of doing it, and I'm really looking forward to what the future holds. It sounds like you've almost got to round up your crew from, from when you all started and just... I got a just crew. All go I got in some people thing. in the back. Oh, hello. Okay. All I got right. Some okay. People got some people. Got moving some in people. silence and violence. Oh, man, you got gonna, that? You I, really, I hope this ages really well. I hope like someone listens to this in four years or something, and they're listening to it, and they walk into... Henry, I'm know, a confident man. I'm going to tell you this right now. If we look back at this in four or five years, we'll be amused because That's it. we will have stuff. That's it's, it. It's going to happen. It can't not. I've been can't not. manifesting it for too long. It has to. Physically, it's soon. Also, I'm real, real stubborn. <laughs> any day now. Any day now. Well, Kieran, the, the floor is yours. Do you have any final thoughts or words you'd like to throw out for those listening to this? Well, I had to say, Henry, thanks for having me on. I oh, appreciate thank you. it. Um, thanks for taking... Uh, an interest in a job sector that doesn't get enough props. Thanks for talking to some peers that are more than deserving of it. Mm. And thanks for shedding some light on an industry that needs a little bit of love right now. Mm. Um, people have always, I've, I've often heard people say that, you know, a pub is, rece is recession proof. And I guess it is to a degree, but um, the industry that I hold, you know, very close to my heart has taken a pretty big hit over the past couple of years. I, Wear it with a with, with pride, the opportunity to be a part of a much larger, much more talented, much much better at their job, you know, group of people. I'm I'm, I'm super happy to be a part of something that's bigger than me, and be you know, with all these peers that are so so good at their job. The people you've had on this podcast already, uh, you know, leagues ahead of me as far as skills. Oh, and bad. and and you know, we we, we talk about just like hospitality in general. And it's just exciting, man. Like we're on the precipice of something. We've been held back for quite a while with COVID. But as I said before, Canberra's cool, man. It's cool mm. and people get to give it credit for. And watch, mark my words, <laughs> give this place five years and it's going to be an absolute hotspot. I promise you that. I'll tell you that for free. There you go. Kieran, thanks heaps for today, mate. This has been 
lovely. My genuine mm. pleasure, bro. Best of luck to this place. I, I, I look forward to coming back here forever. Appreciate that. Folks, my name is Henry, and from Transabar, this has been Canberra, Conversations in the Capital. Stay safe, be kind, and we'll see you all soon. Barry, we're in the middle of a podcast. Oh, that's okay. That's Go okay. On. No, what are you after, please. Barry? What are you after? Um, you don't know where your grief truck is. I don't. It's about, I'll, I'll have it. Yeah, cool. Um, it's out the back. Yep. Where all your kegs are. Cool. Um, there's that metal pipe. That makes heaps of sense. Thank you. Oh. Thanks, Barry. Sorry. Do you want to be in this episode? <laughs> I, I, I can keep that if you like. I'll keep that. Okay. <laughs> Sorry.